Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 174 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. Support for today's episode comes from Dame Products, a sexual wellness brand set on design-forward community-based pleasure education. What I love about this brand is that they're on a mission to help close the pleasure gap for people with vulvas. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 10% off your purchase of any of their amazing products by using the code Boonie, all caps. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on thebooniebreakdown.com. All right. Welcome to this week's episode, guys. Uh, I am excited because I love when I get to partner or talk with someone who is local. Uh, and this week, our guest is a local recording artist and songwriter who Camille, you've probably seen her on Instagram uh, right now. She has a very popular song that's being played on TikTok and Instagram stories. Um, the line is like, he's so far begging me. Okay, I'm not a singer. I'm not a rapper, but y'all get the <laughs> y'all get the idea. Uh, we have a dope conversation about how she fell in love with hip hop. Uh, female NCs and sexuality in hip hop. That was a dope conversation. And then we kind of talk about some of the new school rappers in her own career. She also won the slutty vegan jingle contest. So I actually asked her how that even came about. So stick around for this conversation. All right, we're hopping into my pick of the week. Pick of the week this week. Um, I was doing some binging tv trying to fall asleep the other night and on hbo max i came across this show generation hustle and it's about scammers um and i know we joke (laughs) that everybody's out here scamming but everybody's fucking out here scamming yo and i think what was interesting about this show to me is because they actually talked to some of the people who were scammed and it was interesting the commonality of the few episodes that I watched was everyone was on this quest to be famous. Everyone was on this quest to make money, to be blown up, to become a household name. And that's all it took for these people to get got. That was it. (laughs) And in one particular story, these people were like flying out to Indonesia, trying to become a filmmaker. And this one person lost like a hundred thousand dollars trying to get famous. And so Check it out. It's on HBO Max if you have a Generation Hustle. I think the few episodes I watched were enough for me to continue to stream and binge the rest. So I need somebody else to watch it just because I wanted to talk about it with somebody. So let me know if you've watched it. DM me. Let me know. All right. We're hopping into this housekeeping now. Uh, Feedback from episode 173, uh, Temptations and Threesomes with Miss Shay Olay. You guys really liked this one. Um... It was a ratchet episode because we'd been skewing really responsible. So thank you guys for uh, <laughs> learning with me this season. But I did some talk to two talk to Booney Tuesday polls and about threesomes. Seventy one percent of people said they did not feel like threesomes were taboo. However, only twenty four percent of the people who responded had ever had a threesome. Out of those people who had the most popular combination was surprisingly joking was male female female threesomes. Um, Followed by male, female, male threesomes. So there were also three people who answered and said they had male, all male uh, threesomes, no all female threesomes uh, responses. I think 
Some of you guys gave some really good uh, based on personal experience tips for threesome. This one tip said, just read the room. Make sure the energy is right. Everyone needs to be vibing. Have a lot of condoms and make sure you change condoms for each partner. If it's with your lady, make sure you can satisfy her and connect with her at the end of the night. Uh, Someone else said, just be the plus one. It's so much more fun than it being your friend you are sharing. So thank you guys for listening. If you have not uh, listened to last week's episode, I encourage you to go back and do so. All right. It's that time where we shout out our new Patreons who've joined Ratcheteer Gang over on Patreon. So I want to shout out Friday Frazier, Nicole S., Rachel Carson, and Erica the Ruler. I'm not sure if I had already shouted you guys out. But I said, let me do it now in case I did and I forgot. I don't know. But so you guys will be getting your Instagram shout out as well. If you want to join Patreon gang, you can head on over to the uh, patreon.com backslash the boonie breakdown. And we're about to have I just announced the details for our May live event. First Thursdays with Booney. Our our guest for this uh, one will be. Sex with Ashley, who was our season eight opener. So if you would like to attend, you need to be at the $6 level, six or above for our Patreon gang. And uh, I think this one's going to be fun. I just booked the June one, but I'm not going to announce that one just yet because we're going to focus on May. But get ready for some fun events for this summer over on Patreon. Lastly, not lastly, but you know. If you are new here, welcome. Thank you for listening for your first time. If you want to stick around, I encourage you to follow us on social media platforms. You can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at The Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us on Twitter just at Boonie Breakdown. Uh, If you would like to leave some five-star reviews, you can do that on a few platforms. You can do that in Apple Podcasts. You can do it on our Facebook page. You can do it over in Overcast as well. A birdie also let me know, and that birdie is Barry of Podcast in Color. Uh, I follow her because she stays up to date on podcast industry news. Um, Apple Podcasts will be launching their app across the Droid universe. So if you are sick of me saying that, coming soon, you'll be able to download the Apple Podcast app on your Droid device and uh, leave me a five-star review there too. So get ready. I'll let you guys know when that's coming. Uh, when sharing this episode, you can put it in your Instagram story. You can tweet it. You can put it on Facebook. You can put it in your group text. Be sure to put the link and make it easier for people to do that. But if you share it in your Insta story or any social media platform, be sure to tag us. We love interacting. I will reshare as long as your page is open. So that is it for me, guys. So let's get ready to break it down. All right, guys. So I'm excited for this episode of the podcast. With me, my guest is, uh, well, I'm going to say local to me because I'm in Baltimore and y'all know that. So local rapper, who Camille. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me to the podcast. I love doing things like this. So I'm excited for today. So I I know you're a FAMU Rattler. Yes. It's the research for me. But somebody, a little birdie told me, and I, I'm going to ask now. I should have asked before I hit record. Are you a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority? She very much is. And this is my 10-year delta anniversary, 2011 spring. Come on, so Sora. Come on, Sora. 
Like, so a little birdie had told me. Told you, told you that. He had told me that. Birdie was accurate. <laughs> Look, I, I also like having sorors on the podcast too. It's so funny because sometimes you could tell after the fact. Like, I won't know in the interview, and then I'll talk to him, and I'm like. I know that's a delta. I know. Like, let me ask. Let me just ask. <laughs> right. <laughs> let me just get that out the way. So I'm going to start. How right. did you fall in love with hip hop? How did you decide you wanted to be a rapper? All right. So I'm, I'm going to say, and I feel like I get like, I'm going to just tell my story and speak my truth. So like the song that really made me say, and this is so crazy. I'm a suburban girl. So I'm from the county. So I didn't grow up in a whole bunch of hip-hop being played around me. Like, I have an older sister who played her stuff, but it's still, like, we wasn't the best of friends, and, like, I was always up underneath her. But the song that really made me say, I really, like, the song that, like, made me really want to know, like, be in rap music was Through the Wire. Kanye West Through the Wire. Straight up. It was Kanye Through the Wire, and I remember watching a video in my basement and being like, oh, this shit is so, like, he just, just the way he his cadence, the way he talked his shit, it was just like, damn, that shit is pure. Like, I want to do that shit. So it wasn't really, I want to do that shit, but I just wanted to be into it, be in tune with it. But um, I've always saying I can hold a tune. So my homeboy, his name is Dash Cito. He raps too. And he would be like, oh, Camille, can you sing a chorus? Can you sing on my song? And I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. And then um, one time we went to a studio in 2018 in August. And okay. he had mm-hmm. the time, and I had written my song Houdini. So I was like, "You want to lay that song down? You dipping me in the house?" And I was like, "All right, whatever." So I did it, and I just thought it was so cool that I could go in the studio, and then as soon as I get out, I could hear it back. You know what I'm saying? And so that's kind of when like a light switched onto me. Like it's like you can actually do this. Like people do this all the time. Like well, why wouldn't you do this? And so after, that was the moment where I was like, "Okay, I want to do this." You know, that's, that's cool. Um, also, I, I met somebody, I met a, a celebrity and um, they're like super popping or whatever. Um, but I was there kind of during their interview process and I wasn't super impressed. I love their music, love their music, <laughs> but I was not impressed by the interview and the energy. And they said that somebody thought that they were a star and that they had this star power. So I thought to myself, okay, if this person is considered a star, then I'm a fucking galaxy. I know so, that's right. And so I got to make it work. So that was really like the turning point. And that was uh that was October 2018. So the first time I was familiar with or heard one of your songs, it was a fashion to figure video on Instagram. Oh, okay. And these girls were dancing to it. And I'm like, wait a minute, this person said 83 North. Wait a minute. <laughs> So I was like, they're definitely from this area. I was like, who? And then I remember putting a pin in it and being like, and then I think my little brother was playing something. Okay, little brother. I was like, who is this? And so when he said it, I was like, I just saw that name. So it was like, I just kept seeing the name. So I was like, all right, let me follow. I got support. And then you got your tell. I was like, I see the the shares of people sharing their tell far bags. (laughs) Right. So I was like, okay. Um, so you said Kanye West. Did you yeah. have any female influences or people who are inspirational to you? So inspirational, I'll give you like the surface level, like like ins- who I really like pull, like who I really like admire. And I'm like, oh, I really fuck with them. I really love Eve. I love Eve. 
I love Trina. Okay, Trina. I I'm not a bar, but I love me some Nicki Minaj. That's because can bars, I say something about that? Yeah. You know, Nikki, I wasn't a big fan. I'm not a Barb either. Okay. But I will say some of the newer girls coming out who are getting a lot of um, winning Grammys and things uh-huh. um, made me appreciate Nikki way more than I did. <laughs> but the thing is with Nikki, though, is that um, she was really the only woman in it. Like she was for that was a, quite a little had, while for quite some time. Yeah. But quite even think to for, to only be one woman for even two years, and she did this shit for for a decade. Why yeah. herself? So okay. I I will say I I have grown an appreciation for her, and I do um, kind of miss her a little yeah, bit. So I'm not a Nikki uh, a bar, but not I, a Barb either. I appreciate Nicki Minaj for sure. Okay, um, Lil Kim is the blueprint for every female rapper out. Um, obviously, um. Foxy Brown is cool. I'm not even going to act like I'm a super Foxy fan, but like I'll, I'll rock with it. Um, I'm trying to think of women. But even now, I'm just really in tune with um, the new girls. Like I really yes. just, I mean, like Megan Thee Stallion is working her. Megan Thee Stallion is living my dream. Like I commented on her post today when it was her and Beyonce. I'm like, you are really living the, you're living my dream. Like she really is. Like Megan Thee Stallion is doing what the fuck she has to do. And that's what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? So Megan Thee Stallion, I like how Mulatto talk her shit. Um, the city girls are just being so authentically themselves. That you can't <laughs> yes. tell what to love them. Um, I think one of my other fave newer girls right now, Ruby Rose. I like okay. her. You know what? I'm not, I'm, I'm really not into her right now. Not for any specific reason. I just haven't tapped into it. So maybe I'll give her a listen since you mentioned it. Yeah. And I also like Flo Millie. I don't know. It's something Girl, about. I was getting. Miss Flo Millie sounds like nobody but Miss Flo Millie. I like Flo Millie. She don't yes. sound like nobody else, and she can really spit. And I know for a fact she is writing that stuff for her, by herself, and I appreciate that. I appreciate when people write their own music. So I can tell I really rock with Flo Millie. Um, I love Chica. You know Chica? Yes, I like her Girl, too. What? I love Chica. She is hard. Chica is hard. Uh, what other girls do I like? I like Bia from Boston. Okay. That's a new one. Look, I'm writing her down. Yeah, Bia, look her up. She just uh, she came out with a, a EP called "For uh, For Certain." It's hard. Bia's uh, I like her music. Um, I'm trying to think. So that's off the top right now. So that's like surface level. But my like greatest is I am like executive board of the Beehive. Beyonce is everything. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Um... I thought it was very cute in uh, Megan and her acceptance speech at the Grammys, um, how, you know, Beyonce was there. And it's so crazy because Beyonce is not much older than me, um, but it's in this space. It's like she ascended to an elder role because she has been doing this for so long. Yeah. And so it was just very cute to see you know Megan having her moment like oh my god and to win a Grammy and winning a Grammy right there with her and she was actually there because you know Beyonce quick to not show up (laughs) to not show up to do a to do a red carpet walk through and keep it moving the date night yeah she is quick to not show up so you know you also mentioned little Kim and I remember um it's like, how can you not talk about Little Kim when you're talking about female right, that's rappers? That's what I'm saying. Like, all of this, like, she's really the blueprint for all of this raunchy. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. But I also feel like that, like, 
about Trina. Like, I'm telling you, like, I love Trina. Like, Trina, that baddest bitch shit, I really, like, she also, like, laid that shit down, too. And then Eve gives you, like, that raw up north kind of feel, like, home. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Philly is right there. You know what I'm saying? So and, I gotta be I honest. Know. I forget about Eve. And it's not that... Um, She's been off the scene for so long. Yeah, it's like I forget about her, but she definitely had her run with Rough Riders and... Yeah. I fucked with Eve. Like, when you just said her name, I was like, oh, shit, I forget about her a lot right. in this conversation. Right. But, she- but then I'll say there's inspirations. Like, I mean, I listen to a lot of music. When I tell you, like, my heart belongs to Ari Lennox, like, I just think that she is, and she's another DMV. She's a DC girl. But when I, she just seems so regular, like, so normal and so like okay I just so happen to be able to sing and I got put on and <laughs> this is what I do now you know what I'm saying Ari Lennox oh I didn't mention Young Baby Tate you listen to Young Baby Tate no look write it down how yes, are you write down Young Baby Tate she has a <laughs> called um After the Rain so she's pretty big um I think she on Instagram she might have like a hundred thousand followers but she's pretty big and I just she's super diverse like she has her own sound she actually has a song with Flo Millie called I Am Okay. So, um, you should look into that. But she just and she's so versatile. I like her because she's versatile and she doesn't just sound like I feel like I have a sound, but I also feel like my songs vary. You know what I'm saying? So how do you get inspiration for writing your songs? Do you write your songs or do you work with someone else? So um I write my songs as of right now, even like up to today. I write all of my songs, all of my words, um, which I take pride in because it's not always the easiest. Like I also, I definitely get writer's block. Um, there's times when I'm stuck on a word. There's times when it doesn't just come as easy as I want it to come. You know what I'm saying? So yes, I write all my music. Um, would I be open to working with writers in the future? Of course. Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I be? Because I got too much pride to be able to say that I wrote this song by myself. Like, Hits coming all from all different types of people. Okay, mm-hmm. I might I might be telling my story, but people might not want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? People want to hear what they want to hear, and it might take two, three, four other people to assist me. So I'm not opposed to working with writers. Um, where do I put my inspiration from? So first, I listen to the beat. I'll go through beats. Like I might tweet out randomly, like, "Oh, I'm looking for this type of beat," and your inbox is gonna get flooded with people you know, and then bots who just search up looking for beats beats, in a certain bar and they going to find your email in a tweet and send you a pack and you might rock with them. You might not. But if I come across a heart, usually, usually for real, for real, if I hear a beat that I like, I really just go with whatever comes to me, like whatever naturally comes to me on that beat, because that's what I hear off the, off of the first, you know, off the dribble, off the first listen or the second listen, I might just be vibing to it the first time, feeling it. And then I might hear something and I might just be like, okay, run it up, run it up, run it up. And I might just be like, okay, so that's what came to you. Now we got to talk about running it up. And whatever we're going to talk about track, we're going to talk about flow, Joe, we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about the score. You know, it just, you know, you can, whatever, but I, it's usually, I always make up music off the beat. I write write for the beat. I don't write a song and then put it on a beat, but I will write a verse on a beat. And then maybe I might just be going through beats in my email and I might just kind of be like, oh, let me try that verse on this beat. And I might have an aha moment when it's like, damn, this sounds actually so much better on this beat. Or I might realize like, okay, you got what you got. And this sounds great on the original. So leave it alone. 
Gotcha. You also recently, well, kind of recently, won the Slutty Vegan Jingle Challenge. How'd that go? So how it went, it's like August. I'm in Memphis. It's still quarantine. At the time, my family was living in Memphis, so I was down there with them. And my homegirl, she tagged me in this post about a jingle contest. And I read the rules and it's like, okay, you make this jingle, make a 60, 45 to 60 second video rapping about slutty vegan. And then you'll go to the top 10 and then we'll choose our top 10. Then we'll have people vote for their top three and then whatever. So I was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know if I really want to even like, not if I, I just wasn't really that interested. Like what I'm going to say about fucking vegan cheeseburgers, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> And so I just kind of was like, all right, the easiest way to do this, the easiest way to do this is to basically just run down the menu items, you know what I'm saying, in a cool kind of way. And so I had to find an instrumental. I did it to um, the instrument I used was um, what's popping, brand new whip just hopped in. What, what song is that? Look, girl, you talking to somebody old. Oh, um, Jack Harlow, what's popping? Okay, yes, yes, I know that one. That song, the, the white boy, Jack Harlow. So I used that beat. And I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to stand out. So I kind of wanted to start with like a kicker. And so I started off, I said, uh, slut me out. Put it all in my mouth. Like, you kind of can, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, that's their whole brand though. I mean, they literally walk it in is. and they be like, we got sluts in the building. Like, what's up, slut? Like, that's just. How it is. So I'm like, let me out, put it all in my mouth. And then I just kind of started listing items on the menu. But then also I needed to do some research because I'm like, okay, I want to get their attention. I need to know a little bit about them. I need to go to their website, see when the restaurant was founded. This is the Delta in me trying to figure out what I need to know. (laughs) Who I need to know, who is in charge and what do they do? So I found out that her name was Pinky. She's from Baltimore. Did you know that? I did. And she's a Delta. <laughs> and she's a Delta. So what I say, I said, um, I said something like, um, I said, it's the Delta owner for me. Throw the man, but the name is Pinky. HBCU grad. She in the bag repping SCAU flag because she went to Clark Atlanta. Atlanta. And so I'm sure that that kind of stood out a little bit. So you on, know, I, had a, I had to flex the men right quick. So she was Come like, on. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so um, I submitted it. I ended up in the top 10. It became fan voting. So I was like in everybody's inbox all on the internet all day. Like, I need y'all to vote. Vote. I was contestant number six at that point. I was contestant number six. And I was like, I need y'all to vote for contestant number six. And then in the, I made it to the top three. And then basically they gave all of us, all three of us the same beat. And we had to come out with a whole a full jingle. And the beat was like two minutes and 30 seconds. Or something oh, like wow. That. Two minutes, 15 seconds. It was like a full song, right? So we had to submit a, a, a song and we had to submit um, we had to submit a song and we had to submit a video. It couldn't just be like a video. Like it could have just been me in my living room, but I'm kind of like, okay, I'm in the finals. Like this is for a huge restaurant that got 350,000 followers and all these people this, 5,000 votes, you know what I'm saying? People are really locked in, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I have my little, my uh, Gen Z sister who is TikTok knowledgeable, create me, <laughs> a, film me. I call her my blue Ivy and my creative director because she really is the brains to a lot of things with me. Um, and she just kind of keeps me in tune with like what 
her generation is kind of looking for an artist, you know what I'm saying? And so I did it and people voted and I ended up winning it. That's I love it. Look, all the connections there. Um, yeah. And last thing. You, I noticed recently, like, this has been the trend with a lot of, just not even hip-hop songs, but just anything. You have a song, you got to come up with some type of viral something for your song to get popping. It's stressful. Um, it's stressful. I think you have one with the So Far Bag in me. You think so? You know what it is? So I, I would not disagree with you. But what I am finding myself that I have to do even more, though, is like, I got to come up with a TikTok, like literally, literally <laughs> today, today I was thinking to myself like, okay, like this song is not done. Like I've been told from people like you push a song for, you push a single for six months at least. That's how long you push a single. Like was it uh, like Lizzo's big breaking song? That took that two years. That took two years. Exactly. And so with that one, as I was thinking that I was literally thinking I kept playing, I kept rewinding the part to tell far back. Cause I'm like, Spoil me like a baby. Put my name across. I'm like, what can I do? Because I know I'm not going to do no dance. I know I'm not going to do a dance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but something I could do is I know how to do my makeup. So I could do like the transitions. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the transition and then end up having my Telfar and maybe have the caption like, where are the Telfar girls at? Or like where my Telfar baddies at? And have the girls and the guys. At. And I feel like that might be able to start a little trend. So I might actually do something when we get off the uh, podcast yeah. tonight. Because... At this rate, it's my job. So I gotta, you know, kind of do it for myself. Look, and the so far bags is hot right now. Like everybody trying to get one. They searching colors. Fact, it comes with all the colors. Fun fact. So I actually had uploaded no WID, the Telfar song. Mm-hmm. Um, I uploaded it on SoundCloud very extremely impulsively um on December 3rd. And I would like when I was posting it, I would just like in a graphic because I would have a telephone on the graphic because why wouldn't I have a telephone? That's like the, the main point. So I would tag them, but I wasn't telling people to tag them. I just tagged them in my post and things like that. And then like two weeks into December, I got a DM from Telfar and I was like, bitch, what? And so I opened <laughs> it and it was like, hey, we love your music. It's so fire. Would you mind if we sent you some Telfar? Would I mind if I come on? Would I mind if y'all sent me some Telfar? Of course not. And so they ended up sending me a hat, a do rag, a medium yellow bag, and a small pink bag. Girl, right? Come on. (laughs) So I put them in my video, but they, I mean, they follow me. I follow them. They're pretty in tune. That's one thing I love about the brand, though. That's another thing, like how I ended up using Telfar instead of Louis, Chanel, Gucci, what we usually hear was just 2020 was a lot. And it kind of show you that we really got to like, why are we so pressed for these huge brands that don't give a fuck about us time at the time they're getting caught in some scandal about some racist shit they done did about yep. some racist product they done put out that they thought was cute blackface. Oh, that's just the style. No, it ain't no style. It's a history with that. And nobody in y'all design room was there to stop you because all y'all look like this and nobody thought of it. You know what I'm saying? So we got brands like Telfar, Hanifa, from Grayscale, you know what I'm saying? All of these brands that are black owned, they done went to, they're from, he's Liberian. One of my, um, uh, I mentioned the brand uh, great from Grayscale in the song. She went to Howard, she's a Delta. She's an Alpha Chapter, Alpha Chapter Delta. And I love her brand. So I was just like, I'm gonna mention these brands, brands that I actually afford and I can wear. Come so- on, that's key. I can afford, they're black owned, accessible. I love it. Very much so. 
So I want to ask you this as we move transition to the next conversation. Do you feel like you have to go the route? Because a lot of female rappers put the sex on full display. They uh-huh. use sex as their hook to sell. Do you feel like you have to take that route as well? Are you shying away from it? Are you accepting of it? How do you feel about it? Um, I don't feel like I have to be on the internet in a thong and my titties out doing photo shoots all the time. But I am conscious about how I look on the internet when it comes to certain stuff. If it's a regular day and I'm just posting on my story, but if it's like, if it's, a, you know, if it's some pictures, I might, you know, sh- sh- have a little more cleavage, you know what I'm saying, out. But I'm not just going to be in a thong just because I feel like I'm a female rapper and it's going to be like, go get my newest single. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> doing that, you know what I'm saying? But that's because also I'm really trying, like, really, really hard to just build a genuine brand. And, like, I want people to see me in my brand. Like, there's so many different sides to me, like, who Camille is a mixture of, I mean, who Camille is the, is the artist, you know what I'm saying? Who Camille is the stage, is the one that's hype, is the rapper, she talk her shit. But Camille, who I am, who Camille is a part of who I am as Camille, you know what I'm saying? As the individual and who my parents raised. But then there's also, so like, I find myself attractive, so I might want to get dolled up and be cute, you know what I'm saying? And if it just so happens that guys and girls are like, oh, damn, she look good, then that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not intentionally like, I'm. you'll probably never see me as of right now, because who knows the higher up I go. But on my own terms, just being like lingerie, that's just not who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that, and I'm trying my best to stay true to myself, but like Coach Free, I don't know if you meant like in some of my songs, I mentioned Coach Free. I used to coach volleyball. I used to teach PE and my last name is Freeman. So they would just call me Coach Free. And so Coach Free is very chill, very laid back, very sportsy, you know? Okay. I kind of actually like to play off of that more than, you know what I'm saying? Because that's genuinely who I am, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it was just interesting, these conversations around some of the younger girls um, as, you know, last, the, the hottest single last year was WAP. And everybody was acting like this was some brand new shit. And nobody had ever talked about pussy before on a record. (laughs) And so to me, it was just like, what is happening? Like we've had Kim. Yeah, we've had Kim, we've had Foxy. Even Missy was like, pussy don't fail me now, right? So at some point. (laughs) Not to mention Missy, but Missy is like a goat in her own right. Like, yeah, Missy. All hell, Missy misdemeanor. All hell. Lane of her own, right? Um, And so I just. I was thinking about that, right? Like female rappers and kind of like sexuality and hip hop, right? Because to your point, you don't want to take the, I'm in, I'm using sex to sell me as an artist, right? But right. you get, you, like you you just said, it's like not off the table. But yeah, I was sitting off here. The table, but it's also not my first resort. It's not like, oh, sex. Yep. Yeah. Let's do that. But it's only, I'm not, I'm open to be, I'll say this. I'm open to being sexy. Okay. I'm not open to being raunchy. I'm not open to being classless. Um, But you know, everybody's scale is different for what somebody might think is raunchy, what somebody might think is classless. But just for me, like I'm saying, like I'm not, a, I mean, I did mention lingerie. Lingerie is sexy. But to me, I'm probably not going to wear just lingerie in a photo shoot. Yeah. That's just not me. That's not something that, Camille would do, so who Camille probably ain't gonna do? You know what I'm saying? 
No, I, I get what you're saying. I get the distinction there. Because I was even thinking, like, when you look back at, like, historically, right? So one of my favorite raunchy people, like, I have this um, shirt that I sell on my website, my uh-huh. first ladies of Ratchet. And so uh-huh. it's Millie Jackson, who I fucking love, okay. um, Kim, Foxy, Cardi, and Megan. And uh-huh. I feel like when you think about, like, if you go back to, like, Salt and Pepper. <laughs> Like they had a song, let's talk about sex, baby. Right. Right. (laughs) It was more of an educational, like let's use condoms and do safe sex shit. Right. Right. And so I feel like there's this whole spectrum of, it doesn't always have to be busted down, busted open. Right. Dripping wet, water down. Right. (laughs) You could be as overtly sexual as that, or it can be more, you know, disguised and clever. So. Right. Um, I also want to circle back and I appreciated you bringing up Foxy because she's another person I feel like gets left out of the conversation. Yeah, I think so too. I think a lot of times we focused on Kim mm-hmm. and we forget about Foxy, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, and I, I was looking, I was like, Foxy had a good little run there too. Yeah, most definitely she did. Hell yeah, she did. <laughs> and she'd be talking her shit and she was good at, and that was the thing is like, I don't know. It's like the girls are good at talking they shit now, but I think then like in the Foxy Kim age, like it's like it was new. Like talking that shit was new. So it was it just sounded so much greasier. Like, damn, like she really said that shit. Like, yeah, it was like Yeah, I think it's the way they said it, right? Like maybe it's like they said it with so much more conviction, maybe. But maybe I'm saying that because we hear it so much now. You get what I'm saying? It's like we hear it so much now. Back then, when Kim was saying it, when Trina was saying, uh, uh, let me let me think of a good Trina bar. Like she said, like, if I could do it again, I'd be fucking by the time I was 10. Like, how raunchy, but she, she owned it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the fuck I'm going to do. I remember um, when Little Kim's No Time dropped. I was in like the sixth or seventh grade. Uh-huh. I think I want to say the sixth grade because I was like 96. And when she came down in the video, the escalator steps in her fur coat. And I remember uh-huh. being like 11 years old watching this, like, oh my God, look at this. Like, look at right. her. Like, this. And then the album cover where she's squatting, squatting like, down. My mom would not let me okay. get that album. But Girl, my I, parents were like so sketchy with having me buy Dangerously in Love with like the diamond, like chain. <laughs> I'm like, if y'all don't let me play this Beyonce. I remember my mom. So I was so pressed to get a Kim album that I remember I got the second one. I think that was yeah. Notorious K.I.M. Because okay, I just had okay. to have one. Like she didn't let me have the first one. I had, so I had both. I never, I think I was older when I finally got Kim and Foxy's first albums. But I had their second ones because I had to beg my mom to let me get those. <laughs> right. Because, you know, they wasn't going for it because they really was raunchy. Like they was out here, out here, like how I can make a sprite can disappear. Like what? Why? Excuse me, you can do what now? <laughs> so I feel like for me, it's like I as a older now, I appreciate that because it was them owning their sexuality versus right. they made it theirs. They didn't let nobody else own it for them. You know, yeah, didn't let nobody say. Um, you know, they didn't let nobody say, well, this is what you're going to talk about. And this is how you're going to talk about it. Or you can't talk about this because you're a lady. They was like, oh no, I used to be scared of the dick. 
Now, now I throw lips to this shit. Like, like a real bitch. Like, okay. Like that Keep shit. On. And I think there's so much power in hearing a woman affirm that and to own their own sexuality. I agree. And I th- I'm glad that at some point my mom eased up and let me listen to it. Right. Now, granted, it wasn't like I got the Foxy album and just ran out in the streets and started being buck wild, you know, but I can appreciate that my mom started letting me listen to those messages <laughs> when no, I was I'll young. See, I will say, though, like, I'm not against all that nasty music, but I do, like, I'm here for all of that, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I kind of want to be diverse because... I want niggas to listen to my music too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I make, for real, for real, I make music for ladies, for women, but I don't want them. I don't want, I don't want it to be like, I mean, I'm not opposed to it being like, oh, here she go again, listening to who Camille, but I kind of want the nigga to be like, oh yeah, turn that shit up. That's kind of why I threw in the line. That's kind of why I threw in the line of like, um, put my name across your back like it. So three Tracy McGrady, like I use a basketball reference. Because mm-hmm. niggas will kind of be like, what she knows? Like, who is this? How she know about Tracy McGrady in 03? You know what I'm saying? So I just kind of, now granted, that I definitely, I knew that I wanted to use McGrady because it rhymes with everything else, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Grady. So I'm like, okay, McGrady. And, but did I go to Twitter and say, okay, y'all, what was Tracy McGrady's peak year in the NBA? And everybody was like, <laughs> oh, 02, 03. And I was like, put my name across your bed like it's 02. Like it's 03. I just like the way 03 sounded better. So I'm like, all right, we just want to say 03. look all right now we're at the time we do the breakdown okay i'm going to say one word and you can say the first thing that comes to mind it could be another word a phrase a sound whatever a bar you could you could freestyle whatever (laughs) that's that's like probably what i'll end up doing that sounds fun okay okay first word black women black women well, it's not going to be a bar, but black women run the world and we are just at the top and we are superior, period. <laughs> period. La- Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. Who you calling a hoe? Well, who you calling a bitch? Which one was it? Who you calling a bitch? bitch. That's her song, right? Yep. You and I-T-Y. <laughs> right. You and I-T-Y. So, yeah. And um, what's the show? I've been watching it since I got cable now. I ain't had cable in a long time. Living single, right? Yep, living single. Yep, I've been seeing That's, them. Like, like okay. Latifah, talk about diversifying. Like, she started out as a rapper. Okay. You know, now we Academy Award, uh, Academy Award nominee. Like, she okay. she flipped the game. And stayed fly. The hot, the, her hair is always fucking late. Always done. Always late. Never always. looks crazy. Okay, hip hop. It's bigger than the government. That's what Erica Badu said. <laughs> hip hop. I love it. Hip hop is the shit. It's so black. And one thing about me and who Camille is that I'm always going to, I will always stand firm on my blackness. Like I am like I went to college in Florida, like growing up, like not even growing up, but going to college in Florida kind of made me because they would always be like, you know, where are you from? And I would be like Maryland. And they would be like, you no, know, like, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm black. And they're like, okay, where are your parents <laughs> from? And I'm like, Cincinnati and Chicago. They're like, no, where they're like, where are they from? And I'm like, South Carolina, New York, Detroit, and Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm black. Like, I'm a, a descendant of slaves. You know what I'm saying? And so at some point, I wanted, I really wanted to be able to rep a flag. I really wanted to have a Haitian flag, a Jamaican flag, a Trini flag, a Guyanese flag. But at the end of the day, 
that's not that wasn't the boat I was on. Okay. Yep. I'm a descendant of African American slaves, um, South Carolina. You know what I'm saying? South Carolina, Chicago, Mississippi type shit. And I went to other states, and I just am very. I, I love my blackness. So black women, hip hop. I will always stand on it. And yeah. And yeah, I I had that same experience in college. Um, kept asking me where I'm from. I'm like Virginia. My people from Virginia. Right. <laughs> and and for them, it was like that was their first time right. meeting a Black American who was just from here. That was like, just black. That was yeah. just Black American. You know, what like I'm I was like that. That's it. <laughs> no, ain't no roti in my kitchen, honey. That's not none. A fried chicken. Okay. Next one, Drake. Drake. Um. Well, I say something about Drake in a song that I. I don't know. Drizzy Drake, catch me out. Going live from the motherfucking north side. Kick game, run game, running real good, real cool. What do you say? I don't know. I fuck with Drake though. Drake is super cool. Can't nobody take away Drake's um talent. Drake knows how to make bangers, whether he writes them or he doesn't, whether he takes somebody else's swag. But I bet you this, if Drake was to hop on a song with me tomorrow, who Camille would be a household name in a week. And when you have facts, then you can do what you want to do. And that's just what it is. So shout out to Drake. Aubrey Graham. Come on, Aubrey. The Grammys. The Grammys. What'd I say? I said something in reparations. I said, I'm about to clean house. Let me start my chores. I need that reparations. Give me all of my awards because I need all my awards. So that really starts for real for I need that BET award because that's what I watch. That's what I need. I don't need the Grammy. I don't need the Grammy validation, but I'll take it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to circle back. Grammy awards. Uh, what comes straight to my mind when you say Grammy Awards is my brother-in-law, he is a member of Black Violin, and they were nominated for a Grammy. They lost yesterday, but they were still nominated for a Grammy. And they'll so always be nominated. Grammy Award nominees. Okay, shout out to Black Violin. But um, Grammys is cool, but I really want that BT. Come on, BT Award. Okay. Baltimore Club Music. You keep on fucking around, I'm gonna go get my gun. You keep on fucking around, I'm gonna go get my gun. Dee, dee, dee. <laughs> and okay. last one, look, we talked about her, but last one, Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott, I can't stand the rain. Mm. Y'all can't see me, but I'm doing a dance in a place of that. Again, <laughs> love, beat, beat. Who got the keys to my G? Yeah, okay, <laughs> Missy Misdemeanor is just really like she just, I mean, she also is like a blueprint for creativity. Like, she really did what she wanted to do, she didn't let nothing hold her back. I mean, like, she wasn't the typical, and that's the thing, you know, people don't usually associate her with, um, you know, sexual music, but her music mm-hmm. was very much sexual, a lot because, of it, but they don't because they don't find her sexy, they don't associate it with her, you know what I'm saying, because they because. People, men aren't attracted to her. They don't think that her music is about sex, but it's very much about sex. Look, I'm pointing because that is tabernacle right there. Okay, um, just, just you know, these these men, they, you know, men think that they are just the end all, be all, and truly, yeah, tabernacle. Right. Well, look. Oh, yes, is- that's our word association. <laughs> 
Look, now is the time I want you to plug away. Tell people where they can find your music, where they can follow you on social media, anything you want them to know. All right. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Camille, and I'm coming straight out the full one, though. You already know. You can look up all of my music. It's on Apple, Tidal, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. You can look at my music. It's who, Camille? Like who, Camille? Yeah, that's me, nigga. W-H-O-C-A-M-I-L-L-E, at who, Camille, on Instagram, um, at who, Camille, underscore, on Twitter, if you want some personality, because it's not just the face. The girl got some laughs, too. Um, so please feel free to follow me um, on TikTok. I think my TikTok name is who is who PF is who Camille, like who the fuck is who Camille. Um, I love TikTok. Um, but yeah, look at my music. My single that I'm pushing right now is called No W.I.D. Because why the fuck is this nigga text me midday if he ain't about to deposit no money in my account? What do you want? What do you want? Um, what else? Yeah, get that. I got an album or a, a, an EP album out. It's called Copper and Carbon. It's on all streaming platforms. Then I have the chopped and slow version of that called Copper and Carbon. That is just the purple version. I got my single Next Tell Chirp. That's out. Um, Counting Up the Cash is out. <laughs> no WID is out. And yeah, y'all just get into it. And I'm just trying to work my way brick by brick, setting my own foundation and doing this shit my way the best that I can. So rock with your girl, follow no shit. You know how we do. <laughs> well, there you go. Look, I will link uh, social media platforms and uh, to her music in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. So thank you so much, Camille. And thank you to Booney Breakdown for asking me to come and allowing me to be on y'all platform I look i had look so when you blow up i could be like look i had her i i did this <laughs> she's from home right she's from home and she a sorrow so look, we not, did that to get a back <laughs> okay. all right thank you thanks girl all right, guys, that is it for this week's episode. I want to thank our guest, Who Camille. Be sure to go stream her music, follow her on social, help her out uh, while she's building her career brick by brick. She said the songs are dope. If you have a tell far bag, at least you can do is do an Instagram story and tag her song to your story so that others can find out. Also, be sure to support our sponsor for this episode, Dane Products. You can use the code BOONIE in all cap letters to save 10% on your order. The link is in the show notes and on thebooniebreakdown.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any app that you listen to podcasts on. Don't forget to leave those five-star reviews too. You might hear your review in the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Until next time.